Welcome to Intentional Box, Season 1, Episode 15. Lou Landers here. Find me on Twitter at Landers Talks, at my new website, drrodo.com, and every Friday night on Series XM Sports Overnight America. Check out drrodo.com, your one-stop shop for everything sports and fantasy sports. Subscribe now. Use promo code RADIO for a nice discount. Joined here by my main man, my co-host, it's Mark Mancini. XM calls him the world's worst handicapper. Whoever he picks, you take the other side. Mark, what's going on, buddy? Lost to talk about here. Well, Breaking first down. of all, I want to tell everybody this is the most must-hear show sweeping the country right about now. Second of all, I'd like to congratulate you on that uh, great gig you got. Couldn't have been more happier than somebody hitting that. Uh, like you, man, you deserve it and everything coming your way. And man, I can't wait, man. There's a lot of trade action going on. The Astros kind of look like WWE out here as a heel. Dodger fans are giving them grief. Everybody's laughing at my Pittsburgh Pirates, but in three years, we will look like the Houston Astros minus the cheating trash cans. I hope you're right, man. I'd like to, I'd like to see the Pirates be good. I mean, one of the oldest teams in Major League Baseball, been around for a long time. I think the fans deserve it as well. Uh, but yeah, lots to talk about here, breaking down the biggest trades from around deadline day. Let's start with the big one. Chris Bryant to the San Francisco Giants. Giants also pick up Tony Watson in a separate trade. And the Giants really waited till the very last moment, Mark. The Dodgers made moves. The Padres made moves, and it looked like the Giants were going to do nothing. And then all of a sudden, they add Bryant, a former MVP, who can play third base and outfield for them, slotting right into the middle of that order. Tony Watson, a steady lefty reliever, kind of moved the flu under the radar, but going to have some impact. And the Giants did, I think, what they had to do. Maybe not everything they had to do, but what they had to do to stay up there with the Dodgers and the Padres, still currently leading that division, by the way. Well, first of all, let's start where he came from. He came from Chicago. And when you look at the Cubs, this was the beginning of the end when a good friend of mine was a media relations director in San Diego with the Padres, moved on to Boston, built a winner there. Then he built a winner in Chicago, Theo Epstein. Once Theo Epstein kind of pulled back and said, you know what, I'm going to get out of here. Uh, then you had to look at Jed Hoyer and say to yourself, wow, he's leaving. What do I got to do here now? And, you know, the, the Cubs kind of remind me of the Godfather movie, you know, comes to the end. They're chopping legs off and throwing them in every different direction. Uh, and, and Chris Bryant, you know, the 2015 uh, National League MVP, letting him go fall in San Francisco's lap to add with those, you know, veterans there and Posey and Crawford and Belt, you know, and reacquiring uh, Tony Watson now to get that back into the bullpen going. Giants, you know, in the beginning, I thought they were doing it with smoke and mirrors. They bought into what Gabe Kapler is selling. He didn't sell it too good in Philly, but he's definitely selling it, you know, at Alcatraz there. So uh, you got to keep your eyes on the Giants. The Giants ain't going away. They've split 16 already with the Dodgers. They got three more uh, just before Labor Day in San Francisco with them. And the Dodgers now are finding themselves in a heated race here because San Diego's only two and a half back. And San Diego's beat them 7 out of 10. Yeah, those games between the Padres and Dodgers down the stretch are really... I mean, not only is it going to be great baseball, I'm hoping, 
uh, as just a big fan of the game, but I think it's really going to play a huge role in, at the very least, who has home field advantage in a wild card game, but potentially um, a chance to really jump up in the standings if the Giants lose some some games while those two teams are playing. So um, big time stuff there for sure. NL West is going to be exciting, I think, all the way down the stretch. But the NL East is getting a little more interesting too, Mark. The Atlanta Braves make some pretty good moves. I think their moves flew under the radar. But they get Jorge Soler. They get Richard Rodriguez. They get Adam Duvall. They get Eddie Rosario. And they clearly had to do something with their outfield with Acuna Jr. being gone for the year. They lost Marcelo Zuna to suspension. And none of the names they got are necessarily flashy in the outfield but they are all guys who could do different things. Duvall, some speed, can play all three outfield positions, has some power. Soler has really been great for them so far, turning it on after a rough start. Rosario, a good player currently on the injured list, but should be back to help the Braves try to catch the Mets, compete with the Phillies. Division wide open. I think everyone's separated by, what, two and a half, three games right now. And they got Rodriguez from your Pirates, so I'm sure you're very familiar with. He could be the new closer, might be a bridge guy, but either way, he's going to help. He's a very good pitcher and signed for another two years after this year. Well, first of all, when you look at the Atlanta Braves, they've been in a fall ever since they took a 3-1 to lead on the Dodgers uh, in that uh, championship game uh, last year for the National League. Uh, haven't uh, really recovered. And uh, when you look at the, during the offseason, letting Mark Melanson go to San Diego, how important would he have been in that back end of the bullpen? I love Rodriguez. If you're the Braves now, you got to let him be the closer, set him up for the closing role. You know, he, you got him uh, locked up for two years. He was a mainstay in Pittsburgh. That's where I'd go with that. But you see what the Braves did. They're trying to solidify that outfielder, but, uh, you know, uh, losing Okuna Jr. there. That's a big loss. I still don't think the Braves have enough to get there. I had the Phillies and Nationals battling it out for this division. The Nationals have had a garage sale of sorts. So I'm going to stick with the Phillies. And the the people they picked up, and Ian Kennedy and Kyle Gibson. uh, Gibson had a great uh, start Sunday in Pittsburgh, threw almost seven innings and kind of handcuffed the Pirates. So I'm looking at those two guys that can eat up innings if they can figure out a way to get that back into the bullpen with Naris straightened out, I well, think the Phillies got a chance to that's overtake That's one of the, the reasons Mets. why they brought Kennedy in, right, uh, to be that guy. He was doing pretty well for the Texas Rangers, who were going nowhere. So good move by the Phillies for sure. Right. Um, kind of like the Braves moves, not big names, but addressed areas of concern. Um, got to like what both those teams did, but the Mets weren't quiet either. They kind of way towards the end to do it, but they get Javier Baez and Trevor Williams from the Cubs. Baez, obviously known as a very good player, both defensively and offensively, going to give this Mets offense a much-needed boost and even bigger move when you consider they're still without shortstop Francisco Lindor, probably at least two more weeks. So Baez going to take over a shortstop for him, has done a good job doing that thus far, and it'll be interesting to see what they do when Lindor returns, who plays uh, shortstop and who plays either second or third base for this Mets team. But either way, a nice move with Baez. And they kind of needed Williams because DeGrom out till at least September now, it looks like. Syndergaard, who knows if and when that guy's going to return. 
And Carrasco did just come back. He pitches tonight. Mets are hoping for good stuff there. Taiwan Walker starting to fade a little bit, though. I think he's kind of reached his innings limit. Uh, maybe need some time on the IL to rest up. So Williams could have a much bigger impact than people are expecting. Well, not only that, you, you also go, you know, they kind of match the Phillies too, because picking up Rich Hill, that's an innings eater uh, in itself. I think the, the Mets got a problem with that back into the bullpen. Uh, you can't count on Familia. You can't count on Diaz. You don't know what you're getting with those guys. So uh, that, that gas can could be lit coming from, you know, the outfield to the uh, pitching mound. But I will tell you, I like the Baez pickup. I thought when you looked at Rizzo and, you know, uh, Bryant and Baez, I like Baez a lot. He's high energy. He loves to play the game. Nothing against Francisco Lindor, but I don't think Francisco Lindor has that mindset like a hobby Baez does. And I think the Met fans are going to fall in love with Baez uh, even down the stretch. He's a great guy. If the Mets can re-sign this kid, it's going to be amazing because he will be the face of the Mets for quite some time. Yeah, imagine the left side of Baez and Lindor or up the middle of Baez and Lindor. And you know the Mets have the money, Cohen willing to spend that money. So it could be very exciting in New York. Speaking of New York, though, let's go to the other side of town, the American League, the Yankees, who have really played poorly for most of the season, playing much better as of late. And then they add Joey Gallo, Anthony Rizzo, and Andrew Heaney. Heaney didn't look too good on Monday night losing to the Orioles, but Gallo and Rizzo already paying dividends. Yankees getting left-handed power bass they so desperately need. Sitting outside the playoff picture, but barely now really creeping up on Oakland, even only, I think, four or five games behind the Red Sox all of a sudden. So could be very interesting, a much more balanced lineup with these guys. Certainly going to enjoy that short porch in right field. But most importantly, I think it's the clubhouse presence both these guys bring. Both are incredibly good defenders, both gold glove winners. Um, Gallo signed beyond this year, but can play all three outfield positions. Rizzo has already made such a difference just in the field, let alone with the bat. And you were talking about how the New York fans going to fall in love with Baez and Cubs fans missing him. I think the same could be said about Anthony Rizzo. This is a guy that fits right into the Bronx. Well, not a, not only that, I, I really haven't seen a, a, a nice left-handed bat. And you're a big Yankee fan. You might want to help me out on this since uh, Mattingly. Cano, Giambi, Martinez, Granderson. That's really bad. I'm talking somebody that you can really, really count on. And, 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 and I like Manningly, very consistent. But when you look at Rizzo and when you look at Gallo, they will fall in love with those guys because that left-handed uh, porch out there, man, they, they can they can drive it. So that's going to be the big key. I like Haney. He just had a rough go of it the other day, giving up home runs left and right. So Well, that's uh, been his but, issue all year is the home runs. The K per nine is excellent. I, yeah. I feel like there. I feel like there's untapped potential there. Still, might be a nice project for the Yankees. Right now, they need him too with Montgomery and Cole. Well, the key there in list. New York, and let, let's not kid ourselves, is you got to get rid of John Carlos Stanton. He's looking like Dave Kingman. I, I haven't been a fan of his for a while. Ever since he left Miami to come to New York, uh, trade him for some frontline pitching or a second or third starter in the winter meetings, if that's the case. But you got Mark, the bats now. I Rizzo would think. Gallo. Mark, I would think that if Brian Cashman could move Giancarlo Stanton, he would have. And I think he will continue to try. But I don't think anyone wants to take on that contract. <laughs> it's a, 
that's an albatross around your neck to say the least. Yeah. I mean, at the very least, at least he's uh, playing some outfield right now, um, making him a little more valuable, at least giving Judge the odd day off and in the National League parks, uh, not having to sit his bat. Think about Stanton, though, as much as I don't dislike him as well, even as a Yankees fan, he's the type of guy that gets hot for two to three weeks, carries an entire lineup. So at some point, the Yankees just have to hope that happens. Um, to go with everything else. But let's move over to the National League version of the Yankees, as people like to call them, the Los Angeles Dodgers. Not a team you're a fan of, as I know. Um, You've been on the Padres all year long. And um, you and I were talking. We're like, wow, I can't believe the Padres are going to get Max Scherzer. It looked like that was going to be the case. And then, boom, Dodgers sweep in. Not only do they steal Scherzer from the Padres, they also somehow managed to get Trey Turner as well. So Scherzer and Turner go to the Dodgers rather than the Padres, Nats giving up, basically waving the white flag. And the Dodgers also add Danny Duffy, who is a decent pitcher on his own. He's proven to be very solid when healthy, but Scherzer and Turner, Mark, I mean, these are two of the most premier players in baseball, not just the National League. Scherzer might be one of, if not the best pitcher in baseball still, even at his age. Trey Turner is as dynamic as you can find. I mean, if the Dodgers don't win this division after this move, they should be ashamed of themselves. Well, here's what you look at. The the Dodgers gave up some prospects. Calvert Reeves, the great catcher in their system, Josiah Gray. And I agree. I agree, but where was Ruiz ever going to play with the Dodgers? Will Smith. Well, is, yeah, you got a stuff. young guy in twenty-two, and you know uh, Will Smith back there. But you know, God forbid if he gets injured or something, then you're going to have somebody to spell that. And Austin Barnes can't be there. You know, he's 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 getting up there in age. But when you look at Scherzer, when you look at Kershaw, you know, the, you, you got perfectionists over there, and I like these kind of guys. You know. Uh, but the Dodgers have done this before, and, and what the L.A. fan fails to realize is they load up starting pitching. They go out there and try to get the best, try to beat teams for it. They'll get the bats in the in the in the Betzes and uh, Pollocks and guys like that. But you know, sometimes you build a super team. You know, it's not all cranked up to be, and it's a two month rental until they sign Scherzer. But here comes the other problem of this whole thing. Could be the beginning of the end of. You know, Corey Seager now, what do you do with Gavin Lux? You know, and you put Trey Turner, he's locked into next year. But Trey Turner's made it, you know, personal that he doesn't like the West Coast and he doesn't want to be on the West Coast. So uh, the Dodgers are going to have to try to convince this kid that, you know what, uh, we, we can give you a boatload of money and you can enjoy the 70 degree weather out here. Until that happens, I'm looking at two guys here that are only here for, you know, uh, two months, uh, and if uh, Turner, even though he's tied up till next year, he doesn't want to be here on the West Coast. Now you're going to deal with trading him and try to, you know, figure out what to do with Corey Seager. So there's a lot of problems there. And getting to the Padres, the Padres started this whole thing by picking up Adam Frazier. He's locked in. He loves that feeling down in San Diego with the Cronenworths, the Machados, the Tatis Juniors. They couldn't move Hosmer. But uh, they got a lot of guys in that back end of the bullpen now with Daniel Hudson coming over from uh, Washington to solidify Melanson. Now it's looking like the White Sox with Kimbrell and Hendricks. You've got guys, you can never have enough back end pitching. And that's where they're going to beat the Dodgers. It's going to come back to the back end pitching. 
or the Dodgers can't match San Diego. And in a one-game playoff, I'll roll it. You know, you, you we were talking earlier in the pre-chant, you can roll Scherzer and Urias and all these guys out there. But uh, and, until you roll those guys out there and then they're in unorthodox territory as far as relieving instead of starting, I don't know. It could throw you off a little. But I like San Diego's chances to win this division. I have not alluded past it, saying they'd win it by five games. And I think next year they're going to even be more dangerous when you get the laments and the Clevengers back into this thing. And Keep Blake Snell. San Diego Maybe Blake Snell shows some consistency as well. That would her yep. certainly help the Padres moving forward. Uh, for me, Dodgers in a one game with that bullpen, in a one game wild card, I'm not concerned. Because again, you throw Scherzer and then you could use Urias or Bueller as relievers. Both of them have done in the past. Urias specifically, just last year, he was tremendous in relief in, well, the, here's in the, the playoffs. Thing. But last in night, a series, Mark, in an right. actual series, I would be very, very concerned with the current state of the Dodgers bullpen. Well, I'll tell you one thing. Watching the game last night with Houston and the Dodgers and McCullers Jr., where the Dodgers couldn't hit that slider, I, I would take that blueprint, pass it on to the Giants or Padres, study it, because even if your pitcher like Walker Bueller throws a masterpiece, if that offense is shut down from top to bottom, uh, you know, there's not much you can do. And if, you know, and Houston isn't like San Diego in some ways, I think San Diego's got better pitching up and down that order, but, you know, losing a guy like Alvarez in that trade, I think it was for Josh Fields, boy, the Dodgers could have used him back. That dude has 20 home runs for the Astros and he cranked, uh, you know, uh, Gonzalez's shot right over the right field uh, wall. First time Gonzalez has given up a home run to a left-handed bat. So if I'm looking at the how to beat the Dodgers, I'm taking that game film from last night and passing it on to my guys because this is how you beat the Dodgers. Even though they get great starting pitching, Walker Bueller pitched great. But if you can just match them tick for tack and, and, and the Dodgers can't get to you, that's a big problem moving forward it definitely can be and you know Jordan Alvarez has become one of the most pure hitters in the game I mean he's even been playing some outfield too but he reminds me a lot of a young David Ortiz at the dish yeah I want to find for the Houston Astros for sure you brought up Kimbrell and Hendricks in Chicago I mean, first of all, I should say they did bring in Cesar Hernandez, which is a nice little fill-in piece at second base. But bringing in Tapera and Kimbrell to that bullpen that was already so loaded, if you are losing to the Chicago White Sox in the third final third of a playoff game, you're in a lot of trouble. I mean, they're cruising to this division, and it might come back and bite them in the ass come the postseason, but if they are even remotely prepared to play in the postseason and they have a lead on you, you're in a world of hurt. You are not going to be able to beat Kimbrell and Hendricks. Very, very much like those Royals bullpens in 2014-15, like the Wetland Rivera back in 96. Um, it is scary. I, I'm not sure there's a better 8th, ninth inning combination in baseball now. Well, I call them the Southside Sox, and man, I'll tell you, they are young thoroughbreds. They got the bats, they got the leadership in Larusa, and you're right. If they get a lead on you, I don't care who they're playing, they can shut you down completely. Kimbrel now set up for the eighth. You bring in Hendricks in the ninth, and good luck trying to you know keep up with these guys because 
you've got heat now coming all over the place and the White Sox are going to be dangerous. I know everybody's looking at other teams. I had the Blue Jays to come out of the American League, but you can't sleep on the Sox. And if they get in there, whether it's the Padres, the Dodgers, the Giants, whoever comes out of the National League, good luck. Because I still think if you're going to build a pitching staff, you've got to build the bullpen out. A lot of people think it's this front-line starting pitching. You know, that's like putting a quarterback in, in a situation without building the offensive line. He's not going to be protected. you got to protect. So you got to build the bullpen out in order to be successful. And I'm seeing teams like the White Sox and Padres doing that. The Dodgers have not done that, and it's it, it, it's going to come back and bite them. You're absolutely right. Uh, I mean, especially in the playoffs. I mean, it's been proven time and time again the importance of bullpen, the importance of pitching. Uh, runs come at a premium in October, and if you can't prevent them enough, you're going to lose. Uh, speaking of preventing runs, Boston Red Sox did some moves, made some moves here at the deadline, but I still kind of question whether or not they did what they had to do from a pitching standpoint. Um, Chris Sale is coming back. I know he should be great, but Evaldi has not pitched a full season in God knows how long. Eduardo Rodriguez is having an terrible season. Garrett Richards is even worse than him. Pavetta might be worse than him. And Martin Perez is even worse than Pavetta. They, I don't know how they're doing what they're doing with the current starting rotation that they have. They are starting to slip a little bit. Not sure how far they will slip, but it is definitely concerning if you're a Red Sox fan at the lack of starting pitching that they have. What they do have is a fantastic lineup, though. A lineup that is going to be even better when their big fish at the deadline, Kyle Schwarber, does return. And at some point, he will return. The question is, where is he going to play, Mark? Is he going to play some first base like they've suggested? Is he going to play the outfield, which they've suggested? It's already a logjam with Renfro, Duran, Verdugo, potentially J.D. Martinez. Adding Schwarber into that outfield mix means you're going to be certainly sitting a very quality player every night. Well, I'm not worried about the Red Sox because they probably got the manager of the year there. No disrespect to Gabe Kapler, but I like Alex Cora a they lot. Have to, they still have to pitch, though, Mark. Right. Here's the thing. You know, when when Cora got him to the World Series and then that whole problem happened that took him, you know, and getting him uh, fired or laid off, whatever you want to call it, and then they had Ron Renicky there and he didn't do nothing, gave him the last place finish, and now you got Cora back there and he's got him playing ball. But they got the bats, man. And I'll tell you, when you look at Devers, Bogarts, you got Gamers, Grinders, and, and you know, uh, Verdugo and Hernandez. How bad would the Dodgers want those two guys back? Now you bring in a Schwarber that can hit. You know, you, I, I like, you know, their, uh, their bullpen. I like their starting pitching. You know, even though it's been shellacked a little here, they've lost four in a row. Yeah, they got swept by Tampa. You know, but uh, Tampa's not going nowhere. Glass now's got probably season-ending surgery here. I'm not sold on the uh, Rays. Uh, I just think uh, Boston's got enough to win this division. And then we're going to find out if Toronto or New York can make a run here uh, to get them wild cards. You could have three teams in here for the wild card in American League. Yes. But uh, I, I like the Red Sox. I think they'll find a way. They'll figure it out. They'll bring guys up from Pawtucket or whatever. But uh, I'm not worried about the Red Sox moving forward. 
I would be a little concerned about the starting pitching, but yeah, that lineup might be able to carry them far enough. It might not matter. Uh, they have certainly fallen behind the Rays, though. A tough series for them when they last played Tampa. And the Yankees and Blue Jays, not so far off. If they have, They've dominated the Yankees so far this year um, because the Yankees have kind of thrown some games away. Blue Jays have played them pretty tough, but if they have like a three-game set with one of those teams and happen to get swept... They're going to be really starting to look over their shoulders. So I wouldn't be feeling so hot right now um, if I was the Red Sox. I would certainly be as just hoping Chris Sale gets back next week like expected and that he can kind of change the fortunes of that rotation. Before we wrap things up, though, the Toronto Blue Jays are a team we've brought up tonight who we haven't talked about the moves that they made. And they made some good ones. Jose Barrios, Brad Hand, Joachim Soria. We know they needed to add some pitching, help in the back end, help towards the top of the rotation. And that's really exactly what they did. Uh, Brad Hand has been a pretty solid contributor over the past few years, although he did struggle uh, so far in his early time with the Toronto Blue Jays. Joachim Soria, a veteran reliever, been there, done that in the postseason. I think he'll be a nice addition. The biggest, biggest fish of all, though, was Jose Barrios. Uh, probably slots in as the number three for the Toronto Blue Jays after being the number one for the Minnesota Twins. Ryu, a great pitcher. Robbie Ray having a rejuvenated season. So that gives them a really nice one, two, three. And then you got Manoa. You got some stripling action. Blue Jays have a pretty decent rotation all of a sudden. They gave up a lot to get Jose Barrios, but it's worth it if they make the playoffs this year, make the playoffs next year, and try to contend for a World Series. Well, not only that, you know, they, they got, you know, mats that can really eat up uh, the innings, too. I like their bats. They got young studs over there in Guerrero Jr., BGO. You know, uh, they, they, they're going to be tough. And now with Springer leading off, I like the Blue Jays for years to come. I mean, you know, when you look at the American League, you get a lot of young guys over there, and it's going to be interesting. Uh, do they have enough? Uh, I, I still think, you know, I'm not going to waver away from what I threw out there. I like the Blue Jays to come out of the American League. Going to be awfully tough trying to overtake a Tampa, a Boston, a Chicago White Sox, maybe the Astros. But, you know, uh, I think they got enough to do it, and uh, they're young enough. They're not like Cleveland right now. They're not like Oakland. They're not like the Angels where you don't know what you're getting from, you know, week to week and you're relying on one guy. These guys got pitching and they got young bats and that's big. Well, yeah, their lineup, I was doing my DFS show earlier today. Uh, if you're subscribed to DrRoto.com, you can get all the information. But I was talking about the Jays as a stack tonight. Second in run, second in hit, second in average, first in slugging, first in OPS, first in home runs. I mean, that's a really, <laughs> really good lineup there. So now they have some pitching in there too. Really impressive stuff. you have any final thoughts here, buddy? No, I think we covered it all. And I got a buddy telling me right now, he said he's enjoying the show. We got to uh, basically talk about top five third baseman of all time next week wow all right that'll be our that will be our uh, one of our topics next week top third baseman all time definitely some great ones 
This has been Intentional Bach, brought to you by DrRoto.com, where you can find premium access to our staff in our members-only Discord. Subscribe using promo code RADIO. That's promo code RADIO for a nice discount. MLB, NFL, NBA, NHL, PGA, NASCAR, eSports, TFS, Fantasy Sports, the most elite tools in the industry, DrRoto.com. Thanks for tuning in today, folks. I'm Lou Landers with the Madman of Mark Mancini. Have a great week. We'll catch you next time.